0: Today is May 26th, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. My name is A.T. Werdahl, and I'll be getting you up to speed on this day in the Miami Marlins 2021 season, just catching you up on everything that is right now. May 25th to May 26th. And last night, the Marlins played the Philadelphia Phillies. Earlier in the day, Brian Anderson was placed on the injured list due to a partial dislocation of his left shoulder. The injury is expected to keep him out for at least several weeks, according to Kim Eng. Isan Diaz was brought back to the roster after his short IL stint to settle out the 26-man roster, and John Birdie is expected to slot in at third for most of the playing time. And that was the case last night as the Marlins took to the field behind Sandy Alcantara they were facing the Phillies for the second game in their four-game series the Phillies another injury battered organization brought a lineup headlined by Reese Hoskins and Alec Baum to Lone Depot Park with Vince Velasquez the veteran righty looking to continue what to this point has been a career year on the mound for the Phillies As the game started, it was all ground outs in the first, as Sandy put the Phillies down in order. While at the bottom of the first, Jazz got the offense going with a leadoff single. Following that, Miguel Rojas struck out on a foul tip, and Jazz took second with Jesus Aguilar at the plate for another steal. After Jesus popped out on a 2-1 pitch to second baseman Gene Segura, with two outs, Adam Duvall stepped in. And at another 2-0 count, Jazz Chisholm Jr. was thrown out at third, trying to steal, and the inning was over. You probably watched it, and what you're feeling is real. The Marlins' offense did not really get it going. In the third, they loaded the bases with two outs, as a couple of walks helped push John Birdie to third, after a single and a steal. But Jesus Aguilar failed to convert his plate appearance into something more, and the Marlins would go to the fourth scoreless. Sandy was tracking well in his outing. In the fourth, a Gene Segura single set up Reese Hoskins, and in a seven-pitch at-bat battle, Sandy turned to his fastball, dialed it up to 99.8 miles an hour, and Reese took him yard. That was it for the Phillies at the plate with just two hits and two runs. That was their night, and it was enough for the win. As the visitors turned to their bullpen A-listers, Sam Coonrod, Jose Alvaredo, and Hector Neris, to close the door on the Marlins. But not before Jorge Alfaro got his first hit back from the injured list in his first start. And Jazz Chisholm Jr. had another opportunity, another hit, and was thrown out trying to stretch that hit into a double, making that two outs on the base pass for the rookie last night. On the whole, Miami had five hits, four walks. Sandy threw a season-high eight innings on 93 pitches with just the two runs and two hits, sealing his fate as the losing pitcher. Ross Detweiler came in for the ninth, substituted in for Jazz Chisholm, who left early, in the game due to an ankle issue. Before Ross was able to pitch another clean inning and set up the Marlins' bullpen really well for Wednesday's game in a loss that left the Marlins' offense shut out. Moving the series to 1-1 one and, one. and moving the podcast to Jacksonville, Starling Marte started his rehab assignment, lining up as the DH. Josh A. Smith got the start for the Jumbo Shrimp, And he held the Durham Bulls scoreless for four innings. Then the game broke. No matter who came in for Jacksonville, they got hit. In all, the Durham Bulls had 19 hits and 13 runs. And the Jumbo Shrimp offense was dwarfed. As Sterling Marte, Starling Marte, apologies, it's been so long, was hitless in his three at-bats with a fly-out, a ground-out, and grounded into a double play for his line. He was finally facing competition. As for the actual offense in the game, Monte Harrison led off the second inning with a double, and a Brian Navarito walk set up the 30-year-old Miami native in 2012 first-round Red Sox pick. Third baseman Devin Marrero had his first home run of the year, putting the Jumbo Shrimp up 3-0. Following that in the third... Jesus Sanchez led off with a single and stole his way to second. Then Stetsi Ali, the Bulls pitcher, balked him to third. Then walked Monte Harrison. Setting up first and third, Luis Marte brought the runners forward with a sack fly, and Monte stole his way to third. So he was able to come home on a wild pitch. Overall, the five runs did not come close to the Durham 13. In double-A, Max Meyer had his fourth start as Pensacola faced off against Biloxi. In five innings, Max breezed past the Shuckers' hitters. In just 68 pitches, his three strikeouts stood against one walk and two hits on a quiet night for the Shuckers. While the Shuckers did continue that quiet night, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos did not go down quietly. A trio of blasts, starting with the 26-year-old Cuban first baseman, Lazaro Alonso's second home run of the year, followed by catcher Nick Fortes in the fourth with his first home run of the year, And then you probably saw it, the Peyton Burdick home run in the fifth inning for his fifth home run of the year, absolutely clubbered to left. Here's the pitch, and that one is hit pretty well. Out to deep left field, a high towering drive and gone. Peyton Burdick continues to hit the ball exceptionally well. His fifth home run of the year. Over the last seven games, Peyton Burdick has raised his slash line. Again, seven games ago, it was like .077, sub-100 batting average, 265 on base percentage, and 205 slugging. To now his 179. over 100 points better batting average, 304, pretty much better on base percentage and tremendously better slugging percentage of point of just 507. <laughs> that means every time he comes to the plate, that is like half a base expected. So uh, Pensacola did get the win, five to zero, and in Beloit, the Snappers played a tight, high-scoring game. That started with a decent outing by Zach McCambly, who again attacked the zone in his four and two thirds innings, during which he struck out seven and didn't so much as face a full count. He threw just 17 of his 71 pitches for balls, kind of a remarkable stat. The Peoria Chiefs runner hitters were able to jump on him for eight hits, but managed just three runs against McCambly, and he's managing this at 22. On the mound, he was followed by the 25-year-old Jackson Rose and Joey Steele, who combined for eight hits, eight runs, one walk, one strikeout, and three home runs off of Rose to just blow this game out of proportion. But the snapper's batters kept the team in it. Owing their five runs to a four-hit night by first baseman Zachary Owings, catcher Will Banfield slugged both a triple and a home run and Griffin Conine extended his team lead in RBIs with his 16th of the season. Overall, they managed 10 runs and just fell one shy of the Peoria Chiefs. Up in Jupiter, the Hammerheads faced the Clearwater Threshers, who are also the Phillies. Behind Yuri Perez on the mound, Yuri has been outstanding this year. In his two innings, he held Clearwater hitless. Two strikeouts were also recorded before he was moved from the game as a part of the organization's plan for this 18-year-old pitcher just adjusting to full professional seasons. As Yuri left the game with a 1-0 lead, the single run eked out by J.D. Orr on the ground out in the second was not enough to hold off this Clearwater team as Edison Surreal coughed up a run in his two innings. But 22-year-old Jesus E. Sanchez was able to hold it together for four more innings behind six strikeouts, keeping the team in it, and some explosive first pitch swinging in the fifth won the game for the Hammerheads, as Federico Polanco had a single that scored two, and Victor Mesa Jr. tripled to bring Polanco around. Today, we might get an update on Jazz's status, as an off-day might be in order, but really we just don't know what to expect with this ankle thing. Um... Today, Miami will lean on its bullpen and its bats against Aaron Nola. They're yet to announce a starter, and the Phillies will meet up with them at 640 at Loon Depot Park. The bullpen is fairly rested, and the Marlins will look to go up 2-1 in this four-game set. Stay tuned to Fish Stripes Online as we approach game time for the latest, and for the podcast network, I've been A.T. Riddall, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.